0: Hello. Hi Rebecca, it's Beatrice.
1: Hi Beatrice, it's Rebecca. How are you?
0: I'm very well. How are you?
1: I'm okay. And what have you been up to?
0: Well, um, what have I been up to? Well, yesterday I actually caught something on TV, which made me feel very old fashioned. I think people don't (laughs) do that anymore.
1: don't know when i last put
0: my tv on i know and when i had oh i at one point i wanted to make a cup of tea and i kept thinking oh i want to stop this now and (laughs) i probably can with the gadget that i have but i don't know how to do it so um i had to miss a a, a small section so you had to watch something in real time in real time with advertising no i know i
1: hate it if i see adverts now i just think what are you doing yeah interrupting my viewing NH- so what did you watch?
0: Well, I watched um, well, I watched um, Terminator Two, Judgment Day. <laughs>
1: so it was a kind of going back to the future
0: moment. Yeah, and it's it's not Blimey. it's not the first time I watched it, so it's I don't incredible. think I've ever saw it in a I ever saw it in a cinema. I suspect you haven't either, or have you? I I might
1: have. I think Adrian and I on one of our early dates might have seen it mm. in the cinema. On a not especially, you know, good
0: date. Yeah. I don't
1: think it went down well with
0: either of us particularly. Yeah, that's, it's not really... I, I once went on a date to see Apocalypse Now. Um, so that's... <laughs> neither of these are very good date movies, are they? No, no. They're, no, no. Mm. I can't put a gloss in it. They just aren't. No. But I. <laughs> I... It is it is quite amazing. I think I would I would quite like to see it in the in the cinema. Although um, it is it is I've forgotten I don't think I remember anything about it. I'd forgotten how violent it is and violent um, and quite a nasty, nasty well, violence I guess is always nasty, but it's sort of particularly yes. sort of bodily quite a lot of sort of knifing going on, which oh, is it's really nasty. nasty. But what I and I, I had remembered, you know, the the character Sarah Sarah Connor. Um, so that's that. It's the one with yeah when she's she's the woman is really almost sort of the main main character, and it's and she looks so so amazing. And I I did remember that, but I I not quite quite like that. So the first time I think it's the first time you see her. Um, so she's sort of been considered being mentally ill. So she's held in a in a hospital and the first time you see her she's upturned her bed and she used it to make, to do what is that called? Not press ups, but when you when you just hold you, you hurl yourself up with your arms or you not hurl, oh, you know I don't what I know. mean? Dangerous. I it, think that's called dangerous dangerous, yeah. So she she does that and and for all for the entire film I think she's wearing I can't say that, bearing a vest to show off <laughs> her arms. And wow. I I looked, you know, I looked around a bit last night for what other people have said about it, and I found an article, an, an entire article about her arms in that no. film. I mean, they are amazing. They are really, really impressive. And apparently she um, trained three hours a day, five days a week, which is probably wow. not even that much. I, I suspect some it's... people like Madonna, they probably train more every day. But
1: probably it's pre... Everybody do. Well, I don't mean everybody does that, but it's before
0: that was really a thing, isn't it? I guess, yeah, it was in 91 it came out. Which, yeah, because I think that's before gym, I mean, obviously people did go to the gym, but not in the way they do now. Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: think, and I think bodies, there wasn't such an expectation of having a gym-honed
0: body. Mm. And maybe yeah. I I didn't see it, you know maybe i didn't read it properly but i i did feel that she really actually did look strong and even though she was bearing i can't say the vest, the vest. um most of the time all the time maybe she's still it's it, she's so far away from lara croft say who and i did wonder oh, whether such. lara croft was modeled on her in some ways because she she um in terms of clothing it's sort of quite similar but lara lara croft it's all very tight Whereas yes, her vests yes. are actually relatively loose. So she, she doesn't look like, like a sexual object. She just really genuinely looks like a, a strong pe- person. Um, which I thought was, was really interesting. It is. Yeah. It
1: is. and And while I think it's fine to be a very sexy person, it's good to have options. Yes. And, and yes, I think her vest looks more like a unisex vest than a Bulldog clipped at the back to
0: make it as tight as possible. Yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah, and she has long hair, so I mean, it's not like she. They sort of defeminize her in a way, but uh, does she wear makeup? Um, no, not you know, no, no lipstick or anything like that. I think uh, she probably does, you know, but obviously, but she, it yeah, looks not... like. Yeah, I think it looks like she doesn't. There are some sort of fl- flashbacks. Another thing mm. I can't say. Um, when she's in a sort of waitress, or rather, she has this sort of recurrent horrible dream when when she sees herself in a sort of pink waitress uniform, and in that she has almost it looks like permed hair and and Whoa, wears makeup. That's as well. Yeah, but not not in the in the main part of the film. And at the end, the end is really really dramatic, and it's in this factory. Um, with molten steel and this, you know, there are two terminators, and the, the, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is actually really not a nice terminator in that one. Yeah. <laughs> a nice terminator. Yeah, it's, I know, it's like, in a, what is it called, oxymoron or something? Yes. um, But there is a nasty one who shape shifts, okay. and he... That's never good. That's no, good no. you don't know what's going to happen then. Exactly. And he he can turn himself into other people into into men or women which is you know there's I'm sure there's articles written about that which is really interesting yeah so he but every time he turns into someone else he becomes molten metal first and then he adopts this other most of the time he's a cop which is in itself quite odd um, yeah. now that I think of it but then yeah he adopts other people's um, looks. it's
1: quite fun to be metal, molten metal.
0: Sorry say again? It's quite fun to be molten metal. Yeah I, I could see that would be quite fun and every time he gets shot or um, blasted with something or other terrible things happen he, he sort of splits in his silver inside and wow. then he obviously he can self heal it but never lasts long he sort of heals himself really really quickly but at the end there's some sort of very dramatic stuff going on with the molten metal in the factory etc etc i don't want to spoil it for you in case you do okay, so I will rush to watch it. yeah so in case you do want to want to see it but he he also turns into sarah connor at some at the really end well. so that's he can be yeah i think that's really interesting and um, I've just then I was sort of looking up Sarah, the, the the actress, and they're they're doing another one with her. Really? Yeah. So there okay. are. Okay. Well, let's not go on any dates. No. Not not take out our, our menfolk. No, it? we could get we could go and watch it. She, we she, could go. We there, could wear vests and go. Yeah, she. There are pictures of her in a vest, but now she's in her early sixties. And I think that's really interesting because she said, aren't there these sort of weird films? I think, well, they're maybe not weird at all. These films called, I think they're called Expendables or something. And it's Schwarzenegger and Stallone and a few. Oh, I think
1: I've seen posters for them, but
0: I haven't actually seen them. No, I haven't. But I think it's sort it's of. older men older action heroes I think oh my goodness and and they're doing stuff in these films I'm not quite sure what and I think she she said something about why can't can't well, women do that I mean, too exactly yeah
1: because I mean it it's frankly it's a relief that in that film whatever it's called that they're actually acknowledging these are older men and yeah not just expecting us to pretend they're younger men yeah. with age appropriate
0: that's true love interests yes <laughs> yes that's well i true. hope
1: they still have someone who can be molten metal
0: yeah oh i wonder whether it's something else now it's probably more <clears throat> high tech
1: now you don't need to be metal
0: yeah maybe maybe it's sort of carbon or something oh well anyway so that was um that's what i've been up to really that well that has taken me off guard that's a <laughs> That's quite something. Yeah. I I sh- I think I think at the end I will I will tell you what we, one thing we should think about. But um okay. first I want to know what you've been doing.
1: Okay, well I haven't been watching
0: television. Mhm. But I want to encourage you to just randomly put it on every now and again and that's yes, fine. I will. But I'm very excited, Beatrice,
1: yes. because um, Charlie Curran has done this beautiful beautiful documentary. On David Sorrenti you know the the fashion photographer who died when he was 21 mm-hmm. and it's he um Charlie sent me a link so that I could see it As it's going to be screened for the first time in this country on Wednesday which is
0: super exciting
1: wow. and Charlie is going to be there and there's going to be a Q&A afterwards it's at every man in King's Cross and it's just I really really loved it because I mean. We both love our fashion documentaries, and we watch lots of them. Yeah. But I especially love this one. I mean, I think David Sorrenti's work has been really underrated, and I think he's very, very beautiful. But I love the way this is done. I think you... Because, like, Charlie found out about David Sorrenti actually from Fashion Desire and Anxiety. Wow. Work,
0: wow. Which, obviously,
1: I love like Because the idea that people look at my books and then it sparks something is the greatest thing
0: yes. ever. Yes. So who, who is Charlie?
1: Well, he was at Savannah. He's a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And he was at Savannah College of Art and Design in America. And it's all very serendipitous. It's like a, my book was just open in the library. Wow. And he saw it and, and then thought, oh, my goodness. And then thought, I have to find out more. So... He he just became really, really fascinated by David Sorrenti and his work. And it, it's just such a kind of tale of persistence that, you know, Charlie does kind of cinematography, edit, film editing, directing film. And he has just been really tenacious in just wanting to make this film and getting it done. And the Sorrenti family have cooperated with him and kind of let him see... David Sorrenti's archives which had just been closed for 20 years since he died in 97 and it's because Charlie's so genuine
0: mm. in his interest and I think that really comes through in the film and I think that's actually quite
1: a rare thing in the fashion documentary that it's someone who is just so passionate and interested in this particular aspect of fashion that they feel a need to make a film of it.
0: And how Um, does that come, come through, that he saw? I
1: think from the kind of subtlety of detail and the way the whole look of the film kind of connects with David Sorrenti's work. So I think he... Like, I really love the way he does context because I think often, not just in fashion films, but in all kinds of films, context is done in a really clunky way and you get clips that aren't nicely edited together and that often aren't even of the right period that you're looking yeah, at. True. But He does these beautiful little clips in between and kind of animated bits. And it's, it's very much, you feel like you're in David Sorrenti's world and you feel, I think he shows really well how, because the the Sorrenti family was in Italy he was born in Naples and then they came over to America and you get this sense of them shifting to New York and what that was like and this kind of adjustment and then David Sorrenti as a child growing up in New York and being surrounded by like hip-hop culture and really interested in graffiti and music and you get a good sense of that and I think that's a really important route into understanding this kind of work Mm. this kind of photography but also how he was born with a rare form of a, anemia, so he was having to constantly go to hospital and have treatments and had this sense of the end, you know, mm. that he was not going to live to be very old. Yeah. So I think it's just, I think it, it could be done in such a crass way and it absolutely isn't. And I think also because President Clinton picked up on David Sorrenti's death which you know absolutely was tragic which absolutely should be talked about but he used it just to say drugs are bad and all of the fashion industry is interested in drugs and that's all it is and it was a really kind of a sledgehammer way of addressing a significant if- issue within youth culture really at the time not just fashion mm. and so I think he gets written off in a sentence or has been before as though that's all he represents and it's obviously not the case and I think when you look at, I think that the film really enriches the way you understand Sorrenti's photography and the kind of melancholy within his work and the kind of like there's there's really like a lot of kind of saturated colour but quite dull, like even if it's bright colour it's dull if you see what I mean, it'll be like fuchsia pink but with a wash over it mm. and I think that's really beautiful. And I think there's also like a series where you can see he's kind of just letting the models move. And those kind of awkward poses that have you've seen a lot in the last like 10-ish years yeah. in fashion photography, you can see how that comes out of his work. But with his work, it was kind of, I don't know, almost a, an expression of the body as fragile and vulnerable. And some of them really, really look like um, Francis Bacon photographs because there are these kind of fields of colour or shades of colour and then a body that's twisted at the heart of the image and I think it kind of gives you space I think the film gives you space to appreciate and understand what fashion photography can do and how reductive it is to say that fashion photography should just be all shiny happy bouncy
0: people yeah
1: in you know, neat clothes, you know, I think that's such a pressure to put on, especially young photographers who are wanting it to express what's around them, mm. you know, and clearly wasn't, you know, obviously he comes from this sort of amazing fashion family and was in New York and experiencing all these things, but at the same time, you know, was experiencing really awful things and seeing the rise of like drug you know hard drug use in that period yeah so i think it's really beautiful mm. and i really want you to see it because i think you'd love it too
0: yeah oh i definitely will so who who does he interview people up as well yes
1: or? yes it's kind of lots and lots of people who knew him so like his mother francesca who is a fashion photographer Mario Sorrenti his brother Benina Sorrenti so you get a lot from the family themselves which is very moving and very beautiful and then you get models who worked with him like Jamie King and you get you know like agents and people so you get a real kind of and like people he grew up with so you get a real sort of overview of people who knew him very very well both in professional and as friends and as family contexts so it is it is like a collage and I think it is it does have a really like the look of the film is really beautiful which I think plays into his work and it doesn't shy away from drug use it doesn't shy away from that aspect of things but I think it reinforces what you know since I wrote that article on Heron Cheek which I was writing in 97. I think it really reinforces what I think that 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 was really about a youth subculture. And it was like a visualization of a subculture, which was not the usual way subculture was experienced because usually it was something on the street and then maybe older people would photograph it. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm. more established photographers would photograph it in a kind of ethnographic or more of an ethnographic way whereas this was a subculture inhabited by fashion and image people so it was being created in part through the images Mm. and i think it then got really misunderstood and also the really important things like you know like there's this really kind of gut-wrenching bit where jamie king jamie king is saying about why why was the media coverage like it was at the time why weren't people thinking? Why did a fourteen-year-old model get exposed to hard drugs by people who were supposed to be looking after and
0: working with her? Mm.
1: You know, and I think like um, Francesca Sorrenti has really lobbied and try, you know tried to try and improve the fashion industry and improve the way it treats people and looks after people because it is like that thing of of children, teenagers being treated like. Adults and being alone a lot of the time yeah. and being put in these sort of circumstances, but yeah, I think you'd really, really love the film. Mm. It's so interesting, and it, and and as I say, I think Charlie Curran has done an amazing job with it because it it is so evocative of that era, and it's and it's so interesting that as I say that it's something that just immediately spoke to him, and I think that is. The thing with these photographs that they weren't the people who were criticizing them weren't the people they were for, really. And I don't mean that as an excuse because clearly drug use needs to be addressed mm. in a serious manner. But it, it was, but it, in the way that, that they needed to address it, if you see what I
0: mean. Yeah. Who um, was he shooting for? Do you, do you know? He was,
1: I mean, a lot of kind of magazines like detour and and quite a few japanese magazines i don't know all of them but i think it was i think he was sort of interesting because he thought of himself more as a reportage photographer and you can really see how his work links to like bob richardson that he's kind of there's definitely like artistic work that he's doing that's kind of it's kind of between documentary fashion and art photography
0: yeah. so I suppose
1: it's also like a point where it's like a transition within fashion photography of the direction it's going to take yeah. but you can see you know the use of the kind of coloured backgrounds the kind of vulnerable body things like that that you know he's part of a movement and he's also really important to remember within that yeah um genre of photography so yeah I thought it was great mm. And it's brilliant that it's now here. And again, it's 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 just Charlie Curran's just tenacity that he's got this made, and that he's you know it's doing really well. He's been taking it to various um, you know film festivals and various places, and I hope you know I hope everyone goes to see it because I really think it is a beautiful film. Yeah,
0: it sounds really good. He must be so young.
1: Well, I know.
0: Hmm. I know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, so that's what I've been thinking about. Okay, well, that sounds great, and I'll definitely, yeah, I'll definitely watch it. Yes, um, and now you have to tell me what it is I have to think about. about oh, it now doesn't seem so interesting anymore. I just wanted, to, I just <laughs> that, that, you don't need to think about it. I will think about it. I'll, I'll think Could about. Could you give me a hint? Or yeah, <laughs> are you just going to make me wait a week. <laughs> no, a no, time? it's, I, I, it's, it's, it's actually a bit silly, but I, I thought I'll think about Sarah Connor's vest and bruce Willis, vest oh. in die hard so I shall, i've never seen the die hard film yeah so. i i think i've just seen the first one like five times um <laughs> by accident not necessarily by design okay. it just seems to come on tv a lot when i watch tv but okay. they're, they're both the vests are in both instances they are important actually, so I, I want you to think about that okay, I will. You can tell me about that next week okay I will do. Okay. All right. Marvellous. All right. Well, I'll see you soon. Yeah, see you soon. Bye. Bye.